This podcast is part of the Zio to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. It's time for another fun episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to this episode. Um, whether this is your first time listening or a long time listener, welcome to the show. So this week I have with me a really special guest. It's somebody that I've talked about quite a few times on the show uh, when talking about Diamond State Wrestling, and um, you've heard me tell the story about my first time backstage. Well, this is one of the guys that I was talking with backstage, and I'm talking about Jace Osei. He is a wrestler who is from London, England, and he lives in Texas now. We'll kind of talk about that, about how he got over here, and you know, um, all of that. It's a really interesting story. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. So in this interview, we actually didn't get into my notes a whole lot. It was just a fun conversation, and I love it when episodes end up being like that. They're always so much fun. Um, so yeah, uh, just I hope that you guys enjoy this, and uh, make sure that you stay tuned to the very end of the show. I actually have a special announcement coming from Original Geek. Uh, we've had Nick Helms on the show multiple times. And I've got some cool news that's coming out, so make sure that you stay tuned to the end of the episode for that as well. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Jace Osei episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast... You're bloody welcome! You know. <laughs> hey, Dad. If I get my hand stuck in a pickle jar, I'm straight up bowl in a china shop, just swinging around. Started writing songs when I was about 12 or so. Seriously? They're retrofitting me now. And I'm like, yes, finally. I also had the opportunity to go train with Hoist uh, Gracie and uh, Dan Severin. Uh, wow. I like that. That's different. <laughs> stands out that day i took my very first bump and it was fun there's only one section to go to first yeah. the toys bro i was like no man surely this guy's not booked out that long <laughs> i haven't laughed that hard since i was a little girl what man this guy will shut up And just a reminder before we get started here, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to iGadap wherever it is you're listening to. Hit that notification bell so you are notified when a new episode drops. Also, make sure that you go out there and rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think of it. And the more people that do that, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody else. Now, on to the show. All right, everybody. This one is going to be a lot of fun. It's one that I have uh, been planning for a little while now. I've uh, talked with him uh, kind of back and forth since I met him. I think it was, I think I want to say it was like August is when I met him. And, yeah, it was end of August. Uh, yeah, and so I, I'm I'm very excited to have this guest on. He is uh, from London, England, uh, but he is based out of Texas now. And the first time I saw him was at Diamond State Wrestling. You've heard me talk a lot about Diamond State Wrestling. We might talk about that a little bit on here as well. But I'm talking about Jace Osei, the Ronin. Man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing absolutely great. How are you doing? Doing good. You know, uh, 
I am setting out here and it is a little colder than what I like, but you know what? <laughs> I found a way to bundle up and I'm good. I right, good, yeah, because I was gonna say I think we're not feeling it just we're not feeling it like that yet. I mean it's it's cold. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's cold, but like I think we we haven't got the worst just yet. So I I'm happy about that. Like I'm not too sure about if I'm gonna be happy that um happy that it's gonna be snowing. Yeah. But we Well, I mean, it definitely affects travel, you know, because I know you do a lot of shows and stuff on the weekend. So you probably have to travel a lot. And, uh, you know, even with me, like this weekend is uh, Northwest Arkansas Comic Con. And Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, it's about 10 minutes from my house when the Mm -hmm. weather's good. So um, even if it's not great, I am going to leave in plenty of time to get there so I can enjoy all of that. But uh, yeah, uh, whenever the weather gets bad, you know, I mean, it's uh, you, you got to take extra precautions. And like I told you, I had to take time off from work today to, you know, make sure that I was able to make it home because uh, most of the roads here, they said, were iced over um, by eight o'clock in the morning. And that's when I, you know, start my day. Wait, so I, is it so with that, when is this, when is the ice going to melt? Like, when is it going to be like, because it's kind of crazy because for us, we're obviously we're looking to get that in yeah, mid-Sunday and then um, it's going to be over by, I think they said like mid-Tuesday. So okay. it's kind of, you guys are getting it in. So like, well, you got like, well, it, did they say like probably on Monday, that's when it's going to be, uh, the worst of it's going to be over? Well, we actually have another round coming in uh, on like Sunday or Monday. Um, I think Sunday evening or Monday morning is when it comes in. And luckily I'm off work on Monday um, uh, due to the holiday. And then uh, possibly they said that it could be bad Tuesday here as well. So what the coming home, do you think they'll still be on or do you think they'll probably like, you know, have to adjust? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll still be able to be there. I mean, like I said, I'll just have to leave a little bit earlier to make sure that I can get there on time. I've been keeping up with everything that they have on the, on their Facebook page. And they said that, you know, they're still planning to have it like normal. They got it all set up today. Uh, I'm actually going to wait till Sunday to go because mm-hmm. um, everybody ends up going on Saturday. Yes. And so Sunday, there's not as many people there. So the lines aren't as long and you get to talk to people a little bit longer. Yeah, I think I went there. I, I, my, I don't know if it was a Northwest Comic Con, but I know I went to one Comic Con in Arkansas. Okay. I can't remember. I said, I'm pretty sure it was in Northwest. It was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, yeah. So that's the Arkansas Comic Con, and the Northwest Arkansas Comic Con is in Rogers. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and, and now I know exactly which one you're talking about. So that yeah, actually, and funny enough, I wish it, I wish it would have been next weekend because I'll be, um, I'll be performing in Rogers, Arkansas for <laughs> like Mountain Wrestling. It's um, actually at the same venue. Dang it! Like, like <laughs> that, that actually makes me so mad because it's like, and I guess it makes sense why the um why the wrestling show was put in that weekend because it right. wasn't going to come. But it's yeah. like, like because I'm I'm, I'm going to be traveling to Rogers next weekend, uh-huh. and it would have been nice to be at Comic Con because like uh, the reason why I love that Comic Con and stuff is because like even in my um, my my house right now, like all the artwork that's there, well, I think it was all the all the stuff bought from Comic Con. There was like a few artists there. Okay. Um, that were like, you know, they had some awesome stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, definitely have to get it. And then, um, and then, um, like, um, I met Ninja Johnny there because I'm a big Ninja Turtles fan. So that was great to kind of get some signed prints from him and so, and so forth. But uh, you're actually going to be really jealous then because 
Northwest Arkansas Comic Con has all four of the original voice actors from the 90s TV show there. Oh, that is such a bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to get to meet them. I'm going to get to meet Kurt Angle. Um, I get to meet uh, Jimmy Hart. So that'll be cool. I also get to meet, um, I don't know if you ever got into Power Rangers or anything. Oh, yeah. um, So, uh, yeah, Rocky will be there. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty stoked about this. I've went, this is probably my, I think this is my third year going to this one. Mm -hmm. They've always had really cool guests. And I've met some pretty interesting people. And I've actually gotten a few guests for this show by going there. Like I've had some voice actors from anime come on the show and i actually got to meet uh the guy that plays wedge from star wars and um i need to reach back out to him because he actually wanted to be on the show and then something came up and he wasn't able to do it so maybe i should reach back out to him again but yeah i love going to these things because you never know what's going to happen and you get to meet all these cool people yeah no listen i I remember i met um i met the voice of captain obi from fire force the english version um... okay Oklahoma, I think it was. We had the Halloween con because I was I was wrestling for NCWO, uh-huh. and, and then I met him, and then um, I got a signed print, and um, I got a signed print, and then I got a steel, um, I got to steal. It's kind of like a, uh, I guess it's like a steel print. It's, uh-huh. uh, I showed you, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but essentially it's like a metal print. Okay, and, uh, and um, it was it was cool because like Fire Force is like one of my favorite mangas and one of my favorite animes, so. You know, I was like, I was, I was absolutely stoked because I, I've never seen like the Comic Cons. Like, you see like most of the, you know, kind of like standard stuff like wrestling and right. You know, teenage ninja, teenage mutant ninja turtles, and yeah. um, obviously Power Rangers. And obviously, it's great because that's like stuff from my childhood, which I uh-huh. love seeing and so forth. But then when you start to see like you know like some animes, which are probably not as uh, that are probably like lesser known because everybody knows like Dragon Ball Z, and then obviously the ones that are mainstream right now. Right, but like this fire force hasn't got that kind of like hype like that. So you know, it was kind of cool because it's like, ah, oh, sweet. This is something that I watch, and you know, something that like you know, I kind of like understand. Yeah, and it's just cool to kind of like it's it's just it was just kind of cool to just dice like see. Oh, sweet! This is like something that I actually already really know. So yeah, I yeah, I mean, uh, I actually started watching a little bit of Fire Force. I haven't gotten too far into it, and everything. Have you watched all of Have I done what? Have you watched Soul Eater? Uh, a long time ago. That that's an older one, isn't it? Yeah, but I would say without ruining it, like pay like pay close attention because like by the end of the Fire Force series, it's gonna like if you watch Soul Eater, it's gonna just blow your mind. Like you know, that's just oh. like, it's, it's really gonna blow your mind because it's like you're watching it and you kind of think to yourself, okay, cool, and you're like, oh, what? Like I didn't <laughs> that. So. So literally, like, um, yeah, like, and, and the thing is, if I t- if I kind of went more indefinite, it yeah. like literally spoils it. So I, I don't want to spoil it for you, like, you know, like, it, it, I mean, and the thing is, I don't think Fire Force, um, they got through season two, and I don't think they're even close to where you know that like where it's at yet. So yeah, it's yeah, I don't because I've got I've got like I've got pretty much most of the manga collection here. Uh-huh. Um, I think I've only got a few more volumes because I, I completed my Dragon Ball collection. Okay. You know? I'm waiting for the next volume of Dragon Ball Super to come out. Um, starting my One Piece collection, I've got Eden Zero. What else have I got here? Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen. I think I'm waiting for the next volume of that. But my Fire Force one is pretty stacked up. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go. Oh, yeah, and Baruto. Like, I, I, the Baruto manga is absolutely amazing. I ain't going to lie to you. 
I, I've actually heard that. Uh, I know I, actually, I had a guy tell me that he preferred it over Naruto. Yeah, I think it's like Naruto was like amazing. Don't get it twisted, but it's just right. like by the, time, by the time we got to the end, yeah, I thought that like it got what's the word? It got a little bit ridiculous because it's like yeah, it's almost like, it almost got like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like <laughs> just very hero, overpowered, very overpowered, or just like this hero just can't be beat, and it's just like okay, cool, like you know, like look. Rather than like finding ways to level this guy up to like you know where he's just like pretty much like you know like there's no enemy that can beat him. Yeah, it, it's just like like at least get like enemies that are like you know kind of like more on their level. Right. And I think with Baruto, it's such a riveting story because number one, you don't like number one, you don't have like the overpoweredness. Uh huh. Number two, you have this pretty much this struggle with. You know, this kid trying to find their own identity rather than trying to be like their dad. Right. And I think that's just a really great dynamic to have because it makes an interesting story because then you're seeing like, you know, Baruto's choices. He's not you know, just your standard protagonist who just does everything right. Yeah. It's one of the things where he he does some questionable things. And you, as a protagonist, you know, you kind of like, you know, people can relate to it because it's like, you know, like, yeah, he's, he's a little bit human because, you yeah. know, when you're kind of like watching Superman, it's like Superman is, it's a great, it's a great hero. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, I like watching Superman, but he's not relatable because it's like, right. this guy, like, he's just, an alien and yeah. He, he, he's an alien. And also he's just like, you know, he's just like so prim and proper. And it's like, wait, dude, <laughs> do, you not, do you like not like have like, I mean, I can't believe that you just came, like you just came from another planet. Yeah. And you are like just so you, you just know our customs so well. And I think that's why I love like, for instance, like Invincible, which is obviously like a, you know, kind of like a parody of that. Yeah. Where Omni comes and Omni Man is like Superman, but like, you know, it's like different because he comes and he's just like, I really don't care about humanity. And my, my thing is just to conquer the planet, which is right. uh, more, more more realistic. If an alien that's that overpowered came here, I don't think yeah. he's trying to something he's trying to. You know, I think to some degree, it's like you know, I'm better than you guys. So let me let me take over for a while. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, I I I, I do agree with you there. But I will say this: when it comes to Superman side, that's one reason why Smallville was probably one of my favorite shows whenever yes. I was a teenager, yes. because it did give him a more relatable feel when you saw mm-hmm. him growing up. Uh, you know, in Smallville. Yeah, no, I, I would I would definitely agree that because it's like. With that, you kind of, you, it's almost like watching Peter Parker's Spider-Man, like, you know, that yeah. you see the kid, you know, growing up with yep. superpowers. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's pretty much the struggle right there. Like, you know, like just growing up as a teenager and you're, you know, you got all these like things happening to you that you just don't understand, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, I think, yeah, no, that's actually like, that's actually really true. I, I really did enjoy Smallville. And, I, you know, to be fair, it, it was like, I mean, people don't give me enough credit because, Without Smallville, like the Arrowverse, like you know the Flash and yeah, one shows that it, like that's really where those those that came from because that was I think Arrow was the next one after that, wasn't it? It was, and it was like um it came from Smallville, and so you know I think people like that that show right there, it, I think it needs a little bit more respect because it it actually you know spun off a lot of great content. Yeah. Uh, from DC, where to, to be honest, I, I actually prefer like I mean I I don't like ripping on the DC movies, uh-huh. but if I'm being completely honest with you, I feel like the DC shows and especially the cartoons, yeah, like, all the cartoon movies like blow all the movies out of the water by far. Like you know, I, 
I I think my last DC movie that I watched was like Batman versus Superman in the um in the cinema. And Oh, after okay. that, yeah, actually no, I'm lying. It was a Justice League. I watched that in the cinema. Okay. And then after that, I said, you know what? I'm waiting for. I'm actually gonna wait for every DC movie to come out on like you know on DVD before I actually watch it because. That movie was so disappointing. I was like, I can't, I can't do it no more. I can't waste like, and it was only five dollars to go to the cinema over here. <laughs> Yeah. But I was like, I can't waste that five dollars to go and watch a movie that's subpar. And you know, and I think the Marvel has actually has the opposite end of the spectrum where their movies are actually like really decent for the most part, well, Right. for the most part before. Right. Their TV shows and their cartoons weren't as great as they could have been. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But. Yeah. I think now it's actually kind of even now because some of the movies from for Marvel, I guess, I mean, I, I understand where they're going, but it's, it's almost like, yeah, like, what are we doing right now? Like, it just kind of feels like all these limbo movies that came out. Um, and I think really where, I, where, where, they, where they started losing me was when The Eternals came out because I was like, that movie, I mean, it, it was, half of it was, like, the first half was like, oh, okay, this movie actually isn't that bad. Yeah. And the second I was like, wait, what's going on? We have this, this, we have these creatures who are essentially you know, the first Eternals, Yeah. and all of a sudden he's just gone for half the movie and he comes back at the last minute when when this god level, this god level creatures coming out of the earth, and then we have the the betrayer, and it's like, bro, this is what, what what like wait, what's the story here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will definitely agree with you on that, you know. Um, and it got to the point where I think the last Marvel movie that I sat down and watched uh, would probably, I saw, so I, I watched Guardians 3, but I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it at home. And it's become, I'll just watch it on Disney Plus when it comes out on there. You know, I, I'm not going to spend the time or the money to go to the theater to watch any of them really anymore. Um, and, you know, it's just because the, the quality has gone down on them. But when they first started, Marvel was head and shoulders above DC when it came to the movies. And their TV shows have always been... Um, DC's TV shows have always been, you know, superior, I think. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, you've got multiple seasons of uh, The Arrow, you know, and that was, they said, okay, we were able to get 10 seasons out of Smallville. Let's see what else we can do. And they had already kind of brought in Arrow. I mean, they had a different guy that was playing it because I believe it was Jensen Ackles. No, Mm not hmm Jensen. I'm, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jensen Ackles that played him. Uh, that was, he played a different character on the show, but um, they had another guy and then they brought in Steven Amell to play uh, Arrow in the Arrowverse show. And dude, he was so perf
we I get I get obviously with the change of the guard, like you know, it's not everybody's going to stay the same, right? But it's just at the, at the point at some point, I was just kind of like I didn't understand the enemies. Like, okay, I, just, I, I didn't get what the like you know. So I'm in, I'm in here and I'm thinking to myself, okay, we have a lot going on. Like the Flash, it's like okay, and even then with the Flash, like the current season I'm watching is like I think I'm on season seven or eight, which I believe like the last two seasons of um of Flash, like up until season nine. Yeah, and I feel like I, it kind of got the same way where it was like we now have such a complex enemy. Yeah, that I'm like kind of losing because not so much because of the enemy being complex, right? But just because I just don't know how we got to this point. Like in terms of I've, I've been watching the show this whole time. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how we got to this point or why we got to this point. Yeah, I I can feel uh, you know I definitely can agree with you on that. Uh, the last season of Legends was probably. Uh, like you said, there was a lot of changes on that one. Um, there was a lot of char- new characters that they brought in, and I don't feel like they developed them enough to become a regular on the show. You know, when it first started out, you had, um, I-, I think there was five of them total, you know, in the original part. And then little by little, each one of them were kind of falling off on the show. And by the end, I'm like, this isn't even really the original cast for the show. And so I, I didn't have as much love for it. But out of all of them, I think I enjoyed that one the most, especially whenever they had the stuff with like uh, Damien Dark, whenever he was traveling through time, you know, and making all these different things. And um, that's one of my favorite scenes from that show is whenever he comes back from the dead, um, I, I believe that they were trying to find out um what happened with uh oh it's the the russian guy that um they couldn't kill um it, i mean it's in history books i can't remember what his name is um what, what's it oh i know it's, no, it's, it wasn't rasputin was it rasputin yeah and so they were trying to figure they were in the era of rasputin and they it turned out that it's damian dark you know and as soon as he comes up out of that coffin and comes back to life um mark morrison's song return of the mac starts playing and i was like that is so perfect and so that's always been one of my favorite scenes from that show yeah no i was i mean because i remember i watched that and then um because I, I, I can't remember if that was the same season where um damien dark's daughter yes starts dating um was it what was it ray was it uh, it was ray yeah it was right uh-huh. and, and so like and I, I remember i did enjoy that season again it was just by the end of it i was just like yeah what like i, I was just like wait who is who is the enemy like you know i, I, <laughs> I, I kind of get it but i'm like just like like what like i, I like and i think like i think it kind of reminded me of what um what she hulk um uh-huh. hulk was where like she hulk was almost it wasn't like a superhero show. It was almost like a uh, like a satire, like a, almost like a, a sitcom. And yeah. I thought, to myself, okay, cool. But she, I think she whole kind of marketed itself that way. Uh-huh. How Legends of Tomorrow is kind of like it started off a certain way, but then it kind of started becoming something very different. Right. And I was like, I I, I, I get it, but yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, I, I maybe it was just me anticipating. It's like, okay. <laughs> When are they going to get to like you know when when are we going to get to like you know the enemy and like you know what's going on and stuff? But not to say that it needs to be action, yeah. but I, it was just the, the like if a, if a movie alludes to it and it doesn't get there, 
Yeah. Or no, should I say TV show alludes to it and it doesn't get there, then it's kind of like, okay, cool. Like I, I'm not too sure what to do with like the flash. I loved it because it was like, okay, cool. Like we we're always converging to a to a point. Yeah. Even though at some point I kind of did feel like it was like, okay, like I think it was like even after season three or four, where it's like, okay, like who's who's the second enemy gonna be? Like there's a first, like <laughs> first of the season enemy, right? Enemy to the, like them to the like the main boss. And I think after a while, it's like, okay, cool. The first time you do it, it's like, yeah, cool. But then the second, third time you're like doing it, it's like, okay, cool. I think, you know, I think this idea is a bit of a played out now. So like, you know, we can, uh, you know, maybe we should go in a different direction. But I did like what they were trying to do, especially season seven. And I think it's the mirror dimension where Iris got trapped. Okay. Uh, I was kind of digging that. And, I, and then I, I, I kind of, I kind of got busy and lost track. So I said, I need to go back and, um, I need to go back and, um, and go and watch it. But yeah, no, I was, I, 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 yeah, Legends of Tomorrow is it, again. It, it's it's a hard one for me because as I said again, the first five seasons I was definitely I was yeah. definitely on board. I was into it and I was and, and all of that. But then I think after that fifth season, I was just I was a little bit confused as to what's going on. But even uh, again, it suffices to say that I, I, even still, I think that their shows definitely are better than Marvels and their cartoons, especially. I can't they, their cartoons can their their cartoons. <laughs> can't touch theirs right i don't think there's any, not even one that marvel can like you know say hey we're better than yeah uh and you know i like having uh max because it's got i've got all of them oh on hbo max yeah it's got all of the the cartoons and stuff on there i mean uh yeah. it, all the batman stuff it, it's so cool i mean it that's if you want dc that's pretty much where you go in fact actually when i came home today my daughter wanted to watch one of the Suicide Squad movies, and it's the one that led to uh, uh, John Cena having his own uh, show for Peacemaker. And mm-hmm. uh, that I I like that one better than the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I, I remember watching it, and I was thinking to myself, I, I, I remember when I was when I was first watching it. Uh huh. Like, what am I watching? You know, like, <laughs> it off so it, like it it it. it I think when you when you watch a movie, right, you're kind of expecting like, okay, we're gonna build into something, but this one just came out the gate here. And I was <laughs> like, what's okay, let's let's see where this is going. And yeah. I thought to myself, hey, this is actually a pretty enjoyable movie, a pretty enjoyable cast, it's relatable. Because yeah. it's like, okay, like this is like a this is like a bunch of misfits. The first one, I was like, first of all, we have like Will Smith, who's like the ultimate good guy. Like, I, I I can't look at Will Smith ever. As a bad guy, yeah. I get I that. Like, I could never look at him and just be like, yo, this is a this is a bad guy. It was so that part was just unbelievable already. And he wasn't even acting like a bad guy. Like he was just acting like a guy that we still kind of had sympathy for. Which maybe he, that might He was being Will Smith. He was being exactly he was being Will Smith. And I was like, look, if this is meant to be about like bad guys, yeah. Well, uh, dude, like, I, I don't I'm not I'm not really buying it. Like I think <laughs> the best the best person in that movie was uh, Jared Leto as Joker. Oh, okay. And I think, um, to be honest, I, I the one thing I loved about the original movie was I loved the fact that like the like the twist that the twist came at the beginning. Yeah, where I was like, okay, we thought that this was, the, and then all of a sudden the bad guy is actually one of the heroes, and it's like, oh, okay, I can I can definitely like you know get behind that. Right, and it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't like a good movie at the same time, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, man, so we've kindly. Uh, Kind of went completely off the rails on what I was going to talk to you about on here tonight, but I am loving this, you know, just uh, talking about comic books 
and anything like that really is a um, easy one for me. And in fact, when I first met you, I, I believe when I walked up, uh, it was backstage at the Diamond State Wrestling Show, and you were talking to Angel Camacho. Mm-hmm. It might have been uh, Xander as well. And you guys were talking about Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And after that, we got into anime and things like that. So, you know, I knew as soon as I met you that you were going to be somebody that I could just have like a a full-blown nerdy conversation with. Hey, uh, and I always tell people that. I, mean, I think people don't really like, I think people don't really expect to kind of like see that from me like you know in terms of like hey like this is gonna be like a guy that you're gonna have like medical because obviously like when you, when you meet me yeah you see this you know, kind of like play a big like you know jock extra jack dude and, <laughs> you know, so I, i've been telling people like you know like um you know i have i've been a nerd from like the get-go I'm probably i'm probably more nerd than i am jock you know and um yeah like that that part of like and I, and I guess like that's probably why i i kind of like gravitated towards wrestling yeah um just because it, it allows you to kind of become like you know almost like your own hero like you get to get to make this character yeah that you, you you kind of like saw on tv and you're like oh man like i wish i could be this guy and yeah. it's like well now i'm wrestling i can be this guy you know exactly I, I think it's i think it's 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 you know it's it's one of those experiences that you can't Unless you're like a nerd, and the thing is, it's like I, I know there's many people out there who aren't really like nerdy or like you know into fandom like that, which is great. But um, you know, unless you're like a nerd, it's, it's really hard to kind of explain. Yeah. And um, I, I, I mean, I've been a big anime fan from when I was younger. Like you know, love cartoons. Like you know, I'm I'm a big computer geek. Computer okay. geek. Like you know, it's just one of those things where I that's been you know a big part of my life. Um, just because, like, you know, as I said, growing up as a kid, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I found as an adult that I didn't um, know about myself as a kid, like, you know, like having, you know, like high functioning Asperger's and, um, you know, uh, being ADHD and OCD and, you know, okay. kind of like those things. And you, um, you know, I was, I was always kind of like, you know, like prone to like a lot of that, you know, just the nerdy kind of fantasy stuff. And it was stuff that kind of helped me, number one, Grow, grow up but then also it's just it's stuff that helped me like socialize and make friends and so forth because you know had I known that when I was younger I don't know how hard it would have been to have you know made friends but because I had like a lot of them in common with um with people of my age group and so forth it's it was great it was great for me to then like you know kind of use that as my platform to you know b- become a more social person yeah and I think the great thing about it as an adult now is just seeing how Almost because I, I feel like, you know, before when I was younger, like being a comic book nerd was like kind of seen as a bit of a taboo. Yeah. I think the role has almost kind of been reversed to where liking comic books and liking video games and so forth has actually become the cool thing now. And I think it's great to see that because, you know, back when I was growing up, like yeah. that wasn't the thing at all. <laughs> well, one thing I'm noticing is a lot of people that I never knew liked that stuff that I grew up with. Uh, mm-hmm. or grew up around uh, they they like that stuff too you know and the thing was is it like you said it wasn't cool so nobody talked about it and i think that's and I, and i think that's what i've noticed especially like it's kind of crazy how many people you meet yeah that 
hey, I am into, you know, anime or I am into this or I'm into that. Or, hey, you're into this or you're into that. And it's like, yeah. wait, hold on a second. I, I would have never guessed. And it's like, yeah, of course. And I think it's it like, especially like me working in, you know, my shoot job is working in a school. Okay. Uh, when you when you're kind of like around a lot of the kids and so uh -huh. forth, yeah, there's a lot of kids who kind of like you know are nerds and they don't feel like they found their place. But then you know, kind of like having an adult where they're like, oh wait, this guy understands this stuff. He understands comic books and so forth, and almost kind of like making it feel like, hey, it's okay to be a nerd. It's okay to kind of like know this stuff. It's not. It's not like you're not weird. You know. Yeah. I think that is a big deal because it's you know it is its own little world and i think to pete the adults who actually put a lot of time and attention into making this product you know it's just kind of shows that the imagination of the human brain and like the things that we can create like i mean like right now i've got in front of me my um my star wars visions books and you know that's one of my favorite series yeah and it's just even just looking at the creativity that went into that and just seeing like you know how some anime artists were able to take like one of the greatest series of all time and just reimagine it. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just a great skill. And I think, you know, that's why I try to encourage like a lot of the kids just like, you know, hold on to that. Cause you can be that next, you know, comic book, um, comic book career. You could be that next person that makes the, you know, the next great show like that, you know, the next generation grow up loving. So, right. Yeah. Take it wrong with it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I kind of try to do that with both of my children too. Um, my my daughter used to be big into anime and stuff. She kind of got out of it and everything, but she still, you know, she knows what it's about. And uh, but my son, on the other hand, he uh, still absolutely loves it. He's started creating his own stories, like comic books and stuff. In fact, and you know, I try to encourage both of them to do, you know, keep those creative juices flowing. You know, um, he does that. My my daughter is huge into music now. You know, and so I try to encourage them to, you know, keep doing that stuff because, you know, it can take you a long ways, you know, if you do um, stick with that. And um, yeah, I, I've also noticed with a lot of the kids now, um, especially when it comes to boys about my son's age, my son just turned 12 mm -hmm. and it, it's all, it's the cool thing now to like anime, you know? <laughs> and, and so it, he, he actually is the one who uh, kind of bullied me into getting crunchy roll. <laughs> hey, I look, look, let me tell you right now, he is an absolute that's a uh that that's that's a great purchase because I ain't gonna lie to you, like you know, I, I, yeah, even though to be fair, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I was I was about to like I was about to go and make that um, I was about to go and make that purchase, uh -huh. and I really a lot of the a lot of the animes that I actually really want to watch and, and like right now uh -huh. on YouTube. So, like for instance, I'm, I'm I'm big into Undead Unluck. Okay, and then, you know, um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm the only thing I think I want to watch right now, which is probably on there that I might get it for, is I'm solo leveling, uh, just because one of my uh, one of my cousins kind of told me about that, and I was like, okay, well, let me let me see what that's all about. So, yeah, now your, your son has definitely got the right idea on that one. Well, for what he did, the reason why is because he watched. Uh, he was such a big at the time. He was a big fan of My Hero Academia, mm -hmm. and um, season six had aired, mm -hmm. and. He went ahead and watched it uh, uh, in subs, I, and I I can't do subs. I, I can't. I, I'm missing something if I'm reading and not watching the the TV. 
So I was like, I'll wait till it comes out on Hulu. And he's like, no, just go ahead and get Crunchyroll. They already have it dubbed on there. And he just kept pushing me to do it. And I'm glad I did finally. So I, that way, because he wanted to talk to me about, you know, what was happening on the show. So that's yeah. been our little uh, anime that's kind of bonded me and him. And it's a great anime to bond over too. Like I, I, I remember when I, because I, I, I used to be, I'm, I mean, I just, I'm still on a big manga reader. Uh-huh. And I, I remember I saw it as a manga coming out on um, the Shonen Jump app. And then a few, like, you know, I mean, I can say at this point, I, I used to read it on a few bootleg animated, uh, not, yeah. not animated, but a few bootleg manga sites where they used to have a lot of scanlations. Uh-huh. Um, but I never really kind of thought anything of it. And then one of my friends was like, you know, like, yo, like, there's this new anime that's out and it's called uh, My Hero Academia. You should watch it. And I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I've seen the manga, but, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's, it seems kind of kiddie, but let me go and see it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, no, this is actually pretty darn awesome. Like, this is, this is re- this, it's really deep. And I think it's, it's definitely one of my favorites right now. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for the new season to come up. I guess they have to kind of wait for the manga to kind of get ahead before they start um, bringing that out. But uh, again, another one of those shows that, and um, it kind of reminded me of another one that I like, um, Black Clover. Um, Love Black Clover. It's a, a, a phenomenal series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Asta, he cracks me up, man. Especially, you know, he, he'll just like go straight into working out and stuff, especially in the earlier uh, seasons and stuff. And yeah, that show's great. Um, it was, I started watching that one before I even started watching My Hero. And so whenever I switched to that, I saw like the similarities between them. But, you know, their stories do differ a lot, but they have a lot of similarities as well. Yeah, and I think um, they because um, I, I remember actually, funny enough, I, I don't know if you watch it, but um, there's uh, the, I'm pretty sure you probably do. But Death Battle that comes out on um, on on YouTube from Screw Attack, um, they uh, they actually did a battle between Asta and Midoriya, and it was a it was a pretty interesting battle actually because it was oh. like, uh, taking taking them both kind of like because they're, they're similar characters in terms of story. Uh huh. Essentially, it was just kind of taking them both and seeing who would win in the battle, and um, yeah, it was actually it was actually pretty interesting. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll leave you to watch it rather than um, than okay. spoil. But just to let you know that that's out there. And I think it was actually in this current season that they just finished. I think it was one of the earlier episodes. Maybe it came out around. Okay, might have been around September from memory's correct, but I'm probably about to make it up. And what is it called again? Um, Death Battle. So it's Death Battle. By, okay, and it's by Ro- the Rooster Teeth are the ones that own it. Okay. Okay. I'm writing that down so I'll remember it. <laughs> if I don't write stuff down, I will totally forget. In fact, I have in front of me a notebook um, and I, I write down stuff, you know, like questions that maybe I'll ask. And as I'm going, I'll write stuff down that way in case we talk about something else. And I will say, since we've been talking, I have not asked a single question on this and I am, I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, listen, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I do tend to, like, make people go in rabbit holes. So, like, you know, like, do forgive me. Oh, no, that that's totally fine. You know, the, the show is called If You Give a Dad a Podcast. Anything can happen here. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love this. And that just means that if we don't get to these questions, then I'll have to bring you back on again in the future so we can get to those questions. Hey, look, as I said again, you can bring me on as many times as you want to. 
<laughs> yeah, um, you said that you're into uh, Dragon Ball Super right now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so you said you're, are you banging the, the, the manga for it? Or you watched, you've probably already watched all of the, what, what's been aired, right? Oh, yeah. No, I watched that like ages ago, like years ago. So I I have um, a little bit of a brag. I haven't announced this on my show yet, but I'm actually on Monday. I'm recording with the voice actor, the English voice actor for Beerus. Oh, dude. Like, what's it? When is that going to air? I, I haven't figured out when it's going to air yet because I do have a couple episodes like banked. And so it'll be a little bit, but I will announce it and I'll. I'll I'll shoot it to you that way you know when it's coming out. Yeah, you have to let me know because that's gonna definitely be one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah, it, so I've I've gotten a few cool voice actors now. I've got J. Michael Tatum, which plays the voice of uh, Ingenium's brother on uh, My Hero. I uh, can't think of his name right now. Tenya Ida, he plays Tenya. Um, he also did like uh, he was the voice of Scar on um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And then I had the guy that plays Tensei Ida a few months ago. His name's Phil Parsons, and he's also the voice of Nappa. So I, I've had a few really cool ones, and I'm starting to get more anime guests, and it's like I, I'm nerding out every time it happens. Hey, no, but the, you know what that is? That's a testament to how good the podcast is, because to be able to get like that level and that caliber of like voice actor onto your show, yeah. That, you like you know anybody who's listening to this that you know number one you should be tuning in and number two if you are on this show then you are absolutely privileged so like thank you for having me on the show because to be in that same echelon of you know person that's actually like a big deal well man i appreciate you saying that uh i you know i i I put my all into the show and it's nice to hear you know people say stuff like that i've seen in the last year, I think I've seen almost 150% uh, growth when it comes to listeners. So it's growing. The show has only, I haven't even hit two years on this show yet. So I, I can't wait to see where this goes. I, I mean, I can't wait to see where it goes too. I'm just happy to even just be a part of like even an episode of just seeing the evolution of it. So yeah. Um, that's that's a, again if anything if i'm the one that's like feeling on it right now so thank you for having me on yeah man uh you know i i like i said we met and i instantly hit it off with you and i knew that you were somebody that i wanted to bring on here because we could talk about anything and uh you know it so uh, once again i i know you're saying that but thank you for being on here i know shoot because I, I, I think like you know the funny thing is i think when people when people like you know kind of meet me as a wrestler yeah they kind of assume like you're gonna have this larger life personality you're gonna kind of like be this person that's kind of unapproachable and i'm not gonna lie i'm a pretty shy person if I'm, like by nature i'm not like a really like social person like that not to okay. say i'm pretty social but i get like you know a lot of um i get shy around people yeah but at the same time, you know, I always, I always know that, you know, we're human beings, and right. you know, you treat everybody like a human being, and uh, even though, like, yes, you know, people may come to like watch me wrestle, and they might be paying to see me, 
yeah it doesn't mean that all of a sudden like no i'm a different species than they are you know like it, right it's, you always have a good conversation with people yeah and because you never know like what you know you never like especially when um when somebody's coming to talk to me right? I, I don't know what they've been through that day yeah like, this might be them coming to watch me might be like literally if they've had they got fired at work or they're having some like you know maybe a family member's passed away or so forth and this was you know them trying to kind of cheer themselves up so if you come all of a sudden you just shooting down in some way you know that's that's probably like the worst thing that you could do because the thing is people are like well you don't know if that's the case well you don't know if that's not the case right and so i just always believe in just like hey look you know what just just be a good person to people um and when i say be a good person to people, it's not like it's not like there's a framework in terms of like this person's a good person this person's a bad person <laughs> right it's just you know like hey look if somebody's coming to approach you for a conversation yeah just just like you don't have to be a jerk to them you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to dismiss them you don't have to make it seem like that you know their presence is making you know it's inconveniencing you you yeah. can just give them a smile and it and, and you know what even if you're not feeling it that day like you know you might be trying to get somewhere you can just be nice about it and be like look you know what i love the fact that you are coming to talk to me and so forth i really have to get out of here but 110 percent is there anything i can do for you before i leave you know and i yeah. think that's just uh that's the that's my and i'm not trying to and i think any other wrestler or any other person who's in wrestling that's hearing this i'm not trying to tell you how to act like don't take this as me kind of preach to you and so forth but that's just my that's just how i kind of i, I kind of take to it because i remember like when i was watching tv and i was watching wrestlers like I was definitely in their position at one point and now it's the roles, the, the roles have been reversed. Yeah. And I know how I would have wanted to be treated as a fan. So I want to be able to do that same thing for the people that come and watch me. Right. Hello everybody. I apologize for butting in on what you're listening to, but I wanted to introduce you guys to a brand new podcast called the Tiger Nexus podcast. I'm Ty Tiger, and I'm the host. I'm mostly known for the Tiger Tales YouTube channels, where you'll find stories and fan fictions that I write and read to you guys. I'm also a co-founder of the Three Range Bro Studios, but I wanted to dive in into this whole podcasting thing. I'm a content creator, and I adore making content of all sorts of varieties, and I want to interview people that enjoy and make content as well. And we're talking about all sorts of things, from TikToks to YouTube to story writing to storytelling podcasts movies and TV shows all forms of content you can think of I want to interview people about so there's gonna be lots of different variety so make sure you check out the Tiger Nexus podcast on YouTube and Spotify right yeah I mean uh, I actually so I had Luke Langley on here recently and Mm -hmm. he said something uh, towards the end that, uh, you know, I, I feel that way, you know, especially when it comes to even newer wrestlers and stuff. Um, he said something along the lines of he wish he, he wants to be the, uh, the veteran that he wished he would have found whenever he first got into wrestling, you know, somebody that you can come and feel that you can talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, be approachable, you know, I mean, that that's a a big thing is you know make sure that people feel comfortable approaching you to come and have a conversation with you mm-hmm. and i think that's really you know like looking at 
I guess like social media and just the way that people kind of treat it right now. So before when we had social media, it was like, you know, you just wanted to use it to kind of stay in touch with people or like, you know, yeah. you kind of see some stuff. But now I feel like everybody is on it to try and, you know, be the next big thing. Yep. And what I've kind of realized is that it does make people unapproachable in certain ways. And I think, you know, it's a shame because like Luke Langley said, sometimes, especially when you're starting out in the business, you want to be able to know like, hey, I'm, I can be around people that like are safe. Yeah. And also people that, you know, just are nice people. But if you meet that first person and they aren't really like nice to you, Mm-hmm. It then gives you like a bad taste in your mouth about like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, you know, am, am I really wanting to do this? And, you know, now can I go and approach people? Do I trust people and so forth? And it can give you like a little bit of anxiety because then you're like, I don't know who I'm going to make mad because yeah. it's the first meeting where I thought I was being like a, you know, I thought I was being polite or, or, or something. This person just literally just, you know, kind of like either tore my head off or just made me feel like I was just, making you know i was inconveniencing their day and again it's not to try and tell people how to act and say like hey like you shouldn't do that but it's one of them things where it could be a um it's it's a learning lesson or something to kind of learn because it's it's you know if some people if some people have a bad taste in their mouth about the business yeah and you know we have to kind of look at ourselves and ask ourselves why like yeah what how are we acting and 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 in saying that the only person that you can really um, the only person that you can really look at is yourself. So I look at myself. I don't really judge anybody else and say like, oh, well, this, this person acting like a jerk. I look at people's actions and ask myself, wait, if it's an action that I saw and I wasn't really like feeling it, yeah, is that how I'm acting? Because if that's how I'm acting, I need to check myself. Right. Because um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be viewed as that person. Not to say that I'm trying my hardest to be inauthentic, you know, because um, I'm very, you know, I'm very adamant about my beliefs. I know who I want to be and I know my core values and my core beliefs. And I'm very, you know, adamant about that. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, I know that part of my core beliefs is, you know, being nice to people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, like with young fellas that are, you know, kind of in the game, because I've only been in the game for four years. So I would never count myself as like a veteran by any means or like, you know, kind of, you know this big de- like this big deal and, and to be fair I'm, I'm about to turn 37 like next month so you know I, who knows how many years like you know that that kind of gives me left in the business yeah um to say like you know like oh, i was you know this big deal but um but there's like a few younger fellas who come into the you know come into the locker room and stuff and they'll be like Hey, like you know, Mister Mister J O say sir, and I'm like, what? don't be weird. Like, <laughs> you don't have to call me sir. You don't have to. I'm not. I'm not here to like. I don't need my ego stroked. Yeah. Like, if anything, I know the people. Like, I come home to my wife. I've got my family back home. Yeah. I know the people that like those people love me, and they adore the ground that I walk on, just the same way I adore the ground that they walk on. Yeah. I don't need you to make me feel like I'm anything special. You know what I'm saying? I've got people that make me feel that way. Right. We are in the locker room. We are colleagues at this point. We're not like you. I'm, I'm not your. I'm not your superior. I'm not your boss. I'm not paying you tonight, so you don't have to call me, sir, because yeah. you're not getting any money from me. We are colleagues, so you're getting paid the same way I'm getting paid is the same way you're getting paid. I might. You might be getting paid more than me. Even I might get paid. Getting paid more than you doesn't yeah. matter. Our money's coming from the same source. 
we are in the same locker room, we're on the same show, we're going to be wrestling in the same ring, even if it's even if it's not against each other. So at that point, I don't know how that makes me different from you in this moment right now. Maybe you might be wrestling on a different show than I am, bigger shows, you might be getting signed soon, you might be looking at getting signed, you might be on some, on some big indies, okay, great. But we are on the same show, and so therefore you don't have to call me sir, you don't have to like, you know, be weird or you know, kind of like stroke my ego, try and hold my bags. And again, not trying to throw shade at anybody. I'm not trying to say like, you know, there's people that have done this or whatever, because I know that can be misconstrued as like, oh, this guy was like, I'm not trying to say that. Like if, if there are people that feel that that is the etiquette, then 110%, I I, I dig it. Yep. But at the same time, that's just not me. So like, you know, I always tell them like, you know, when you meet me, don't do that because I, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me feel comfortable at all. And, and I don't feel like I can, I can truly get to know you if you're, if, if that's what the intention is. Your intention is, hey, you're trying to get to know me on a, on a, on a level. How yeah. can I get to know you if you're, if you're coming to me, like, you know, almost acting like I'm your master or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's, and, and I guess that's my take on it. Like, you know, and I, 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 I firmly agree with Luke, like, you know, that's, that's part, that's probably one of the biggest things I wanted to make sure. Because I mean, when I got into this business, um, I I was when I had my WWE tryout uh -huh. um, in twenty eighteen, and after that, that's when I kind of, um, you know, started getting into it. And I, if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't even like planning to like become an indie wrestler. Like I was, I, I really only did it. I really only went to wrestling school because you know WWE was like, hey, learn more of the basics, and we might invite you for another try. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like you know, like. Shoot, let me just try and learn some basics. And even yeah. them again, hey, look, I'm in the school and the basics kind of come back for another try. So I wasn't even trying to become like a, a big name on the indies or like, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it just so happened that that's, um, that it, it, like my pathway led me to being an indie wrestler. Um, but, you know, um, even having been in that environment of like being at a WWE tryout when I like, you know, and that being my first experience of the wrestling ring, uh-huh. It humbles you because you start to learn that um that if you don't know how to follow instructions and if you don't know how to humble yourself and say, like, hey, there's somebody out there that can teach me more, yeah. then you know, if you're trying to make it to that level of the business, you probably won't make it because that's really what they were they were big on, like, you know, when I was in there and it was kind of crazy about, you know, they're very meticulous about like the basic details. And you you could convince yourself, oh, like. They're trying to look for this and that. It's like, no, they're trying to look to see if you can like roll and run the ropes in a safe way, like the way they tell you to do it. So if you right. can't do it, then it's they're not even trying to see what the rest of you can do. It's like, hey, we tell you to flip line like this, we want to see it like that. We yep. tell you to roll like this, we want to see it like that. We tell you to run the ropes like this, we want to see it like that. Like if you don't see it like that, then we it doesn't matter if you can do a 450 of the ropes, it doesn't matter if you can do like, you know, like the best power slam or something like that. We don't care because the basic stuff that we're trying to take teach you, you can't do that. And that's what we're trying to look at. And that's why you see more, more and more um, inexperienced athletes getting those shots at the WWE is because they don't know any better. So, like, if we tell them to do that, they're going to do that. Yeah. And some of the people that we bring in that are, like, you know, kind of, like, more experienced, mm -hmm. they tend to come in with, like, habits that need to be broken. And it's not to say, like, um, it's not to say, like, hey, you know, that's people on the indies or, like, stuff can't make it because that's not true at all. Because there's a lot of great talent out there that's getting signed and stuff. Yes, but they like in my case that definitely seemed to be what the 
what the feel was when I got my got my shot and my tryout. And um, it was a great learning experience because it helped me, especially like getting into the Indies, just kind of like learn a lot about like what etiquette and, you know, what I need to focus on being, you know, on the indie level as well, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, with some of the people who have never been in, they get to mold them into exactly what they're wanting. You know, there's no, like you said, habits from doing something somewhere else. Mm -hmm. The the habits that they're going to form is the habits that they are putting on them. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, this is, I mean, it's the same as like, kind of like with, with college football, like, you know, I mean, I, I played for Baylor University and yeah. I had the fortunate, I was fortunate enough to be picked up from um, from London, England. Uh -huh. And a lot of it was because like, you know, like, yeah, like we could, you know, mold this, you know, fresh off the boat Englishman into a, into a good football player. Right. Uh, and again it was more of those things where it's just like you know like habits that have to be broken that you know kids have been learning from you know almost middle school or even like peewee football up until college yep. you know i'm coming with those like you know those those same things it's like you've literally got like a like a new mold so uh -huh. essentially what i'm learning at college is essentially what i'm learning about football and that's where you get like a lot of guys that said they you know I'm, i didn't play football until college or i didn't play football until the nfl and, and you know i, I got a chance because yep it's easier to coach those people because they don't know any better. And it, it, for the lack of a better word, it's like whatever you're teaching them is what they know. Yeah. And so therefore they are going to, they're going to be up to speed with what the coach needs faster yeah. than other ones, because the other ones you're trying to change. Um, they might have come in with like, you know, raw talent and a, a general framework of how like, you know, the sport works, but then there's those little nuances where it's like, yeah, you do this, but if you did this, does it make you better? Yeah. And, then you have this fight of, well, do we kind of like accept some of these things and just say it's okay? Or do we really just try and hop on that stuff to, you know, kind of do well? And then the, play and then the player or the athlete has the choice of, hey, do I listen to my coach and kind of like hear what they're saying because they actually might be trying to make me successful? Yeah. Or do I just keep on doing it in my own way because that's what got me here in the first place? And it's, you know, no, no way is wrong. It's uh -huh. just it's going to be a way that's going to keep you where you want to be in a way that's not and I, that's where i kind of say that's where that that choice is yours and you have to kind of make it like you know like hey if you get to where you if you get to where you you feel is your destination and you want to stay there yeah you have to kind of like ask yourself the question it's what i'm doing right now is it is it helping me stay there or is it helping them get me out the door because like I, especially when you're not making especially when you're talking to people that are paying you the money Right, they are really, very, very. They are big sticklers for what they want, and and to be honest, they, you know, from my experience, college, WWE, MMA, and all that stuff, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think I've seen it be any different. And, and, and if it is different out there, like you know, one hundred and ten percent, like you know, show me and let me know because I, I love to be wrong. But uh, <laughs> I, I, again, when you've seen it so many times, like it's it's a it's a trend, and I think that's really what I've kind of like, I've I found out about about yeah just the sports world in general to be honest yeah so you've brought up a couple of things here that i did want to talk to you about um you said you played at baylor um now did you apply for college there or did they reach out to you? how did they find find you well i had a coach in england um that had seen me play football in finland and he he told me to send out my um my game film to um different colleges and um I first was like 
I'm not too sure just because, um, you know, at the, at the time I was 25, you know, so I was a older, I would have been an older student. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I'd, I'd hardly had any experience playing like American football. Yeah. And so uh, I kind of thought to myself, I mean, I could throw my name in the hat because it doesn't really, that I got nothing to lose, but I didn't really expect much out of it. Right. Uh, and then um, I, I guess crazy enough, I got a lot of interest from um, from some college teams and I, I would spend time speaking to a lot of them. And it was, it was surreal because it's like, you know, you're speaking to like a lot of these schools that are like, you know, on TV and you're like, wow, I'm speaking to their coach and so forth. So it just felt like a little bit of a surreal moment. Yeah. And then Mailer reached out to me and they wanted to bring me on a visit. And then they were, they kind of just said like, well, you know, why would I bring you out for a visit? If you just say yes to come to Baylor, we'll just give you a scholarship. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? Um, yeah. And, you know, within like 10 minutes, I got the scholarship letter. And oh, then wow. I guess I'm going to Waco. So it was a, it was a bit of a surreal moment, especially being like a, again, I was going there as a 25 year old freshman. Yeah. Um, so that was just a, you know, a crazy experience that kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, I really didn't expect that to, I, I didn't expect it to go like that, but you know, 11 years later and look where I'm at now. So right. it's a, it's been a, it's, it's been a, a it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a great experience because it got me to Texas and right. got me find my lovely wife, you know, I've, I've got like a lot of friends, uh -huh. um, experienced some of my best friends who are there, like, you know, shout out to Kyle Fuller who just became O-line coach for the, um, for the university of North Carolina, you know, so go, go Okay. Yeah. You know, and so um, it's 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 uh again it, I, and the thing is the funny thing is and I, I say this because um, you know I'm a big I'm a big believer in Christ so I'm a, I'm a I'm a Christian by faith and it's not to say I'm I'm coming on here to make people a believer or say like say like hey like you know like uh, my friend Jesus like you know I'm, uh -huh. that's not doing like that but again when I kind of think about the route to getting here it it. Like, I can't really like it's again it's it's a highly unlikely story in it and I think anybody who you ask about it um my friends I've got a lot of friends who don't share my same faith which is fine like you know I've got a lot of friends of different walks of faith but yeah even they you know like yeah this it, it was a very it was a very highly unlikely um highly unlikely situation that brought me out here and, and again 11 years later and look where we're at you know right yeah no I I totally get that you know that uh, it's uh it was meant to happen you know yes yeah <laughs> there was one other thing that you brought up and it was your wwe tryout uh mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to talk to you about that a little bit now did they see that you playing football did you reach out to them did they reach out to you how, how did that all transpire and kind of tell me what that was what it was like Whoa, I mean, to be, and, and the funny thing is, this, this is going to sound totally odd. And so, like, you know, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Uh -huh. Legit, my wife one day was just like, hey, should I fill out this WWE application for you? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I don't even know if much is going to come of it. <laughs> and, um, she did. And then within four weeks, I get this email in my inbox, like from the WWE saying like, hey, you're invited. So uh -huh. I remember... I remember I was at work at the time and I, was, I, I saw this email and I was like, I, I forwarded it to my wife and said, hey, can you check this and just make sure that it's not like, a, you know, Mimi and Fished or Hacked or like, you know, right. this, I don't know if this is real. And she saw it and she was like, what? And then she she went through all the, the links on it and she was like, no, this is real. They've actually <laughs> flown out to Florida. And I was like, no way. 
WWE tryout. This is absolutely crazy. And um, uh, and the funny thing is, like, you know, um, a few people from my tryout are actually there, like Trick, um, Trick Williams. Um, he was actually in my tryout, and um, yeah. oh, you know, it's kind of it's great. It's great to see a lot of people who I um, tried out with, like you know, out, out here making it and doing great things. And you know, like shout out to all of them, um, yeah. to all those people. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name drop because I don't want to make it feel like I'm trying to get like you know clout. But like, uh, <laughs> you're good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely happy for all of them that are making it. And it's 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 it's, it's a great experience to kind of say like, oh man, like you know. They, they like, I know exactly where they came from. And you yeah. know, the fact that you know is awesome. But um, with the tryout, it was a, it was a three day tryout. Um, we were in Orlando, Florida. Um, and, you know, it's, it was pretty much an all day thing. Like, you know, we were there from like, you know, gone 6, 7 a.m. till about like four o'clock in the p.m. Oh. You know, like I'm talking like you we were rolling in the ring. We did a, like a weightlifting session, like you know, we did, and it was it was like three days, like you know, we did like one session in the morning, probably had like a little break for like lunch or some stuff, had another session in the afternoon, had another little break, then there was another session. So it was a uh, it like you know the, those like, and that was my try. I don't know, I can't speak for what the trials have become or like what they're like now lately, but that was when I tried out. That was what that was like. Yeah, and um, my biggest advice to anybody at that point was like, look, if your cardio, look, if you. If your cardio is not on point, you and they give you a try, don't even don't even bother showing up because you will get like absolutely toasted. Because <laughs> it's no joke, man. I saw people quit from the from the warm ups. That's that's how crazy it was. So your cardio has to be on point. Oh, that, wow. is, that is a non negotiable. I'll, I'll, and I think I'm pretty sure that that would still be the same case today. So to anybody listening who's wanting a tryout or intending to go to a tryout. And you were lucky enough to get it. I'm telling you right now, like, just work on your cardio. Like, um, I mean, yes, skills, all that great. That's great. But cardio, like, because I'm telling you right now, it is it's not for the faint of heart. Like, you know, you they will put you through your paces. You're not going out there. You're not going out there to be treated like a star. You're going out there to earn the, to go, you're going out there to earn a job. And they will make you earn every piece of that job. Yeah. But in the same way, it was a very, it was, it was a fun experience. Like again, great experience that taught me a lot about the wrestling world. And um, as a fan, it gave me a different appreciation for the product that I watched. Um, and as an athlete, it gave me like a diff, it gave me a great appreciation for like what the wrestling business is and, um, and what we do. And so like, you know, that's why, you know, I kind of took the approach that I had where like everybody kind of asked me like, oh, you, you train a lot and so forth in terms of like, you know, obviously the ring work. Right. And uh, like keeping my body fit. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, because I mean, to be honest, if you if you don't like um, it's like, especially if you're trying to go to the highest level, um, you'll get left behind. And so like, you know, I always tell people like, you know, like you have to kind of take care of your body um, in terms of going to the gym, getting a gym membership, running, cardio, like, you know, having a having a decent diet, um, having, you know, making sure you're recovering, making sure that you're kind of like doing everything you can to, you know, kind of like give your body the the best chance of having longer long longevity. Right. Because you again when especially if you make it to that level, you have to kind of like set yourself apart and be different. Yeah. And when you look at like some of the wrestlers who are like for instance like the Finn Balors and the AJ Styles who are, you know, pretty much mid-40s now, I, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and look at what they look at the conditions that their body are in, like you know, in terms of they are you wouldn't be able to tell. And right. that's a, that's a testament to the work that they put in, and that's really where when I will always tell people when you're looking at wrestlers, look at wrestlers like them because that should show you the kind of level of like dedication you should have if you yeah. want to business and because those guys again mid 40s and they are you, again you don't until you kind of like think about it you don't even like you know kind of like register that yo these guys are you know well we would say like older but they you again they're moving like you know guys are half their age you know and i think right. it's, it's a it's a great it's a great thing to see and obviously like you know yeah like look at um look at the younger talent because that's you know they are they're there for a reason but at the same time, it's kind of like, do you want to be in it for like a short while? Or do you want to be in it for like a, a really long time? Yeah. And uh, it, it it taught me the importance of, hey, you know, this is a, it, it looks flashy, but there's a lot more that goes into it than we, than we see. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of uh, self-discipline to uh, be able to stay at that level, like you said. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And I think... Um, even when you talk to some of the vets who um I like had the great I had the great chance of being in the locker room with Gangrel. Yeah. And you know, he again, like when you kind of like talk to him and even just seeing the fact that like I think he's like fifties for wrestling. Right. And, yeah. You know, just the fact that again, he can still move. Yep. And when you kind of see the things that um that they kind of value to stay in a business. It's just a it's, it's a humbling experience because it's like you know sometimes we come into it with these you know kind of concepts and concepts in our head and then when you kind of see the people who have pretty much made it to where we where a lot of us want to get to yeah and the way they kind of talk about it you're like it just it gives you a whole different perspective because it's like okay I was thinking about it in this way but yeah. now they're showing me it from a different side and when you approach it from that different side now you can kind of see like okay cool like I think that this is making me better. But truly, this is making me last longer, and that's that's it. The long sometimes the long game is really where it is. It's like, like yes, we we want the best out of you now, yeah. But when we kind of think about it, do we want to get the best out of you for like a year and a half, or do we want to get the best out of you for like a good four years? And that's right. really where investments are made. And sometimes it's just comes down to looking at how are you living, you know, like what are you doing, like how are we seeing you live, and that's sometimes how those companies make their their decisions. My name is A-Crown, and if you enjoy fan fiction, be sure to check out The Author's Crown. We have stories from all kinds of franchises like DC, Power Rangers, and Transformers. But wait, there's more! We also do original crossovers you didn't know you needed. Head on over to YouTube and search for The Author's Crown today. So, man, we are actually coming up close to a close on this one, and... uh (laughs) I, I man, I've had a blast talking to you, and we're definitely going to have to have you back on because uh, <laughs> we've got a lot more that we could talk about here. But I do have a few more questions before I get you off of here. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any things that are coming up that maybe you want to talk about? Um, yes, so for sure, if you're in the if you're in the Arkansas area, especially the Rogers area, um, please come out to um, to ozark mountain wrestling I'll, I'll be there next saturday also actually the day before that i'll be wrestling in um texacana arkansas and um, for hypecon okay um, a few good matches i know i'll be facing um 
I'll be facing Gideon Vane on um on the Friday. And then um I'll be facing, I believe it's Dean, I can't remember his last name. And then, Tommy I'm sorry, Dean. Tommy Dean. Yes, Yeah. Tommy. And that's gonna be a good one. Like, you know, Oh yeah. he's pretty, he's a he's, that's a that's a bad dude right there. So, Definitely. you know, I'm I'm gonna have to keep my head in the sword for that one. But I know Ray Fury is gonna be on there. Obviously, um Ivan Warsaw and Rodney Mack, and then um Dak Draper from um, from NWA. So um some great names there so if you if you're in the area definitely do that and um i know next month um i will be at apw and also i will be at king of wrestling i'm wrestling pretty much close to my hometown um well i say hometown but where i live sulfur springs um and we'll be wrestling at combi so um that's pretty much what i've got coming up we'll, uh, for the next couple months And then um yeah we'll just go from there and see where where we where, where we're going. All right, man. So if people want to follow you online, how can they do that? Um at the Ronin J Say, that is my Instagram, that is my Twitter, um on Facebook I'm J Say. Um my Facebook page is the Ronin J Say. Um and then um I get on Twitch. I haven't been on there lately just because um, I've been so busy, but I think I'm gonna get back on there pretty soon. Um Okay. And so if you want to follow me on Twitch, it's the Ronin J So Say. And just a disclaimer, the two games I'm going to be playing for the most part will be the Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to complete that and the first Spider-Man. So then that way I can actually go and get Spider-Man 2. So if you don't like those games, don't watch. But if you do, then definitely watch me on Twitch. All right. What's your favorite game right now? Um, oh, dude, that's a... To be honest... I got I got three right now that I am really hot on, and obviously aside from the two that I told you, Yeah. uh, I've gone back to playing the original Kingdom Hearts series, and I was, I was like, I, I can't like even though the voice acting is terrible, I'm like you know this game is like pretty awesome. Uh, Yeah. and then um, also I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm playing OG Dark Souls, and that game is like 110 percent really, 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 really good, and I I I'm surprised it took me so long. To actually get into that game because I've got Bloodborne and PlayStation, but like this game, that game is like phenomenal. So I'm, I'm still, even though I'm getting like absolutely annihilated, like pretty much all the time on it. Um, I'm playing that and I'm, and I'm loving it. And then also, um, my favorite game, like right now, you know, is the Octopath Traveler. I'm, I'm in the second one. And if you haven't got that game, if you've got Nintendo, so actually, no, I think it's on pretty much most consoles now. If you haven't got that game, Okay. you're an RPG fan, you need, you need to play that game, like. Which one was that again? Octopath Traveler. Okay, I, I'll have to look. I, I don't know that one. Oh, dude, like you, like trust me. Go Google it. Like to be honest, it's not like it's like a. It's, it's not like it's like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I would. I would put Zelda in there, like, but I haven't played none of the new ones because I've been trying to complete other games before I get into that because I know Zelda is going to like pretty much take all my life away. yep. Yep. <laughs> like the octopath traveler like it's one of those games where it's, it's not like i want to say it's like a game where like there's like special graphics or anything going on but it's just really 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 engaging great story and it's just like a it's like a nice little what do i say it's, it's like a nice little um homage to like the old og final fantasy and all those rpg games so if you're if you're like a if you're like an old soul at heart this is your game Okay. Well, I, I know you posted something not too long ago about playing the new uh, Final Fantasy game. Oh yeah, dude! Like Final Fantasy sixteen. The only thing, the only thing I hate about it is 
And this is the reason why I hated the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, it's a great game. Like, don't yeah. Too. But I just feel like it doesn't have that same essence that Final Fantasy XV had, where okay. I feel like it almost kind of feels like I, I'm being told what to do in the game as opposed to, like, playing the game. Gotcha. And that's the only part I hate about it. But other than that, like, it is a, it is a pretty phenomenal game. Did Did you get the remake on uh, Switch? Um, no, I actually got the remake on PlayStation Four, and okay. PlayStation Five. And I think the second half of it actually came out recently, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I uh, I got it on the Switch, and I've been playing it. It's I still love the game, man, because that one so much. That was the one that I grew up playing was Final Fantasy Seven and Final Fantasy Six. And then mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I got older, you know, on it was when PS Two came out, and so. Um, I got to play uh, Final Fantasy X is still one of my favorite ones as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm I'm actually enjoying it with my Switch. It's funny. I found a lot of games that are older. And most of the games that I've bought digital copies of on my Switch are uh, from like PS2. Oh, I do. Like, what's the, I, like, I wanted to get the Metal Gear Solid collection, but then I kind of got mad because I got that. Because I still got my OG PS Vita. Uh-huh. Like, if I buy that again, I'm gonna be mad because I, I, my PSV is like still like alive and kicking. Okay, so, I was just kind of complete on there, but then also like um I've been like actually started playing um Earthbound on the Nintendo Switch and um, the SNES emulator. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna lie to you, like again another game that I think if you haven't played Earthbound and you get the chance to play it, not yeah. not you because I'm pretty sure you must know. But if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't played that, please play that game because that game is like. If you like Pokemon, yeah, you don't like this game. There's something wrong with you because I think that Pokemon definitely is a, a 100%. They stole everything that they do from Earthbound. Wait. <laughs> well, were you a Pokemon guy at all? Oh yeah, still am. Like you know, I'm, 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 I'm the, and that's why I love Earthbound because I was like, uh, like when I when I play, it's like, yo, this is like Pokemon about the Pokemon, like you know, yeah, so, yeah, one hundred and ten percent, like you know. And I, I, I said again, I, I wish, I, I, again, I. I there's some games that like I I am so mad at myself because it's like I don't know why it took me so long to get into it. Yeah. But I, I said to myself as a, as a, as an older man, you know, like I I have I definitely have an appreciation for it, and it's, it it gives me a chance to have like some quiet time. So you know, I know a lot of wrestlers when they like when they're not wrestling, they try to kind of find like other shows. It's like no, for me when I get downtime, I'm taking it. I'm playing my games. <laughs> uh, man, I I totally get it. I. I actually have a, I think it's a cool setup out here. So I, I do the podcast in my garage mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I have the one side, it's my podcast area. I've got all my, my toys. I've got some, you know, Funkos, all that fun stuff. I've got my, all my setup and then directly across, um, I've got a, uh, futon with a 55 inch and I've got a PS2, a 360, a PS3 and a GameCube out here right now. And so I, I'm having fun out here. Ah, oh, shoot. I was going to say, like, what's it? Uh, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, your kids and stuff must be really mad, but don't let them touch the game because that is like a piece of history. Like, I'm, I ain't going to lie to you. I wish I, I wish, I think I still have mine in England somewhere, but that was, that was one of those consoles where I was like, I, I can't believe they dropped, like, it literally has some great games on there. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that they make a GameCube emulator for the Nintendo Switch. That would be cool. Would be cool. Like I think the, I mean, one hundred and ten percent. 
the Nintendo Switch, if you don't have one right now, like get one because it's like it's a great, it's like one of the most under like I love my PlayStation 5, yeah, but I ain't gonna lie to you. I think I played my Switch a little bit more just because there's like it's it's such a versatile machine. It's got some great games in there, some hidden gems. I just yeah. think Nintendo just does a, a really bad job of marketing their stuff because I'm like this this console right here is actually like a, an absolute like it's one of my best purchases that I ever I ever made. Oh, I, so for me, it was mine was a COVID buy. Uh, oh, you know, I, I didn't have anything to do, or well, I didn't have anything to do. And uh, my, my, my son had one mm -hmm. and, you know, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Well, then my, my wife was like, okay, well, we're stuck at home. And so she bought one for me. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. And the first game I got was uh, Link's Awakening, the remastered version of it, because, mm -hmm. you know, it was a Game Boy game. Uh, and I played the mess out of that whenever I was a kid. And so mm -hmm. she was like, well, what game do you want first? And I had to go with that. I even like to be honest. I actually wanted to play that because, like, I, I'm I was interested because I played that game. Um, even though I think on my Nintendo and it's Game Boy Advance emulator, I'm halfway through the Oracle of Seasons. I guess that, and I'm like, okay, actually, yeah, it's all, I'm halfway through the Oracle of Seasons. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I wanted because the thing is, I was like thinking to myself when I saw the links when I saw that remake. Uh -huh. I was I don't know how like I, I just, I'm just intrigued. To see how they were able to, um, how they how they were able to remake that game and like yeah. what they it, again. That was probably one of my favorite because I, I I remember the first Zelda game I ever played was on the snares and that was obviously um, a link to the past. Yeah, and uh, I, I to be honest, even like I know everybody talks about Ocarina of Time being like that game, but I'm like I don't think like I I don't think that that even touches a link to the past. If I'm being completely honest with you, because a link to the past was like. A, a masterpiece like of a game like you know i think it's, it was way ahead of its time right uh, but yeah I'm, I'm actually intrigued like you know and also how do you get so lucky to get a nintendo switch during covid because i swear when i tried to buy one there was like none left oh uh, like my wife is magic <laughs> <laughs> during covid she was finding things that nobody else could um and like she was like setting on uh, Best Buy's website waiting for them to drop again and like she like knew the time and everything and she was one of the first people on the website ready to go to get it and she got me and my daughter both one. Oh, dude like so. that's that's absolutely like I ain't gonna lie to you that's absolutely amazing because I had to I had to literally wait um because I remember it was me and my me and my missus we went we were, we were on our anniversary yeah and we had to we had to wait till Black Friday of that year Oh, wow. Well, okay. So I went with the switch light. I didn't go with the actual full blown switch uh, because I was like, I don't need all the extra stuff. I want I mean, a handheld console. So I went with the, the, the light. I mean, to be fair, I couldn't even find it. Like, as I said, again, like when I tell you, like I'll try to order it, like whatever kind of switch I could get. Yeah. I tried to order it and I couldn't get it. And the one that I got was, it was funny because we went to Best Buy and I bought my, uh, I, I bought a, a DSLR camera uh -huh. and then I was looking in the back of, of because we were at the we were at the pickup section, uh -huh. and I was looking there, and I saw like a it was an Animal Crossing switch that was right there. Yeah, and I was just and I was like, and so I forced myself to ask the question. I was like, "Hey, is that Nintendo Switch for sale?" And then the lady, and it was brand new as well. And the lady was like, "Actually, yeah. Like, funny enough, like you know, it is for sale. I was like, can I buy it right now?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah." So without yeah, I bought me an Animal Crossing switch. Nice. And, 
I mean, like legit, I tell you right now, it was one of the, it, it was, it was one of those purchases where I, I was very, very lucky because Uh-huh. I hadn't got that again. When you checked, when I checked online, like after that for like any store, even Amazon, Yeah. it was like, so that like legit, I, I got like Best Buy's last Nintendo Switch and I was like, okay, cool. That, That that I'm taking that. That's really cool. Um so it's funny you, know, you say uh, Animal Crossing. My wife is still addicted to that game. I want to get it. Like I, I, I haven't. I, I, I was the reason why I like. I wanted to get it, but I, 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 there were so many other games I wanted to play first. Yeah. So I was like, ah, like, like the thing is, games are not cheap. So I was like, well, all right, what, what do I? Do? So I said, <laughs> eventually, I'll get to it because everybody who's played it has said it's pretty cool. yeah. And I, to you, Super Smash Brothers was my first purchase. I had, I had to get that because I'm, I'm a Super Smash Brothers guy. period like you any Oh super yeah. i'm getting it and Yeah. so when i saw it like, i ain't gonna lie that that kind of made me want to get even more because the characters in there the, the, the animal crossing characters in that game are so broken it's kind of crazy like they're so strong i'm like what why is why are these characters so hard to beat in this game so like, let, me, let me let me play this game and see why they, why these guys are like just i like because they're like they're just so overpowered it's just crazy Yeah, yeah. Uh my son, um I so he has a sixty four in his room. Um and so we have like the original like Super Smash Brothers game on there. And you know, I, I schooled him on it quite a few times to the point to where like he now he's made it like his mission to like be the best at it. And so he play he has that and now he has the one for the switch. And he's like, Come on, play me, Dad. I bet you can't beat me now. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> but uh yeah no i i love super smash brothers that's fun too Uh, it's, I mean, uh, to be fair, like I think to myself, that's like it's a game that I'm, I'm. It's a, it's a, it's a game that I, I don't think it's like, like even Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat One, Eleven uh-huh pieces. yeah I don't think anything can touch you, Smash Brothers, man. It's just like this. It's a game that's just got its, it's, it's, it's got its charm. It just does its thing, and I think it's just much, yeah. Like there's, there's nothing that can be it. Like I'm, I'm saying that point, might even gonna have me a few games of it. Like after we get off this, <laughs> we we do have one out here that all th uh, me and both the kids like to play and it's it's the same it's a fighting style game and that's the injustice game um I, I used to be able to beat both of them and now they have by far surpassed me on playing injustice they know all the combos and it's funny because when my daughter gets on there she will play she'll beat you twice and she's like okay i'm done because she doesn't want to lose Hey, shoot! I will be the same way. Uh-huh. You know, I like to you. And, and uh, to be honest, I I kind of got halfway through the first Injustice game, <laughs> uh -huh. but it was, actually like, it was actually really good. And I got the second one because it was free. Yeah. Um, I, again, I got some like if if you look at my collection, like you know, I think even my wife told me you can't buy no more games until you complete what you have. So that's what I'm trying to get. You know. And I mean, because the, the next game I wanted to buy was like the Mega Man collection, the Mega Man and Mega Man X collection. Yeah. And I can't be able to complete when you have. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's a that's a that's a fair share. And actually, the, actually, the game. No, I'm lying. You know, I I said that the next game I was gonna play was um was gonna be Spider Man Two. Before Uh-
the next game after Spider-Man and Ghost of Tsushima would be Sonic Frontiers. So okay. I, I, my game and I need to I need to actually I need to actually beat it. So all right, man. Well, um yeah, uh I, we could probably sit here and talk about this stuff all night. I yeah, know what's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <definitely>. I, <laughs> so I do have uh, just two more questions for you before I get you off of here. Do you have any advice for somebody who's maybe just starting out in wrestling? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the biggest the biggest advice is this, man. Just don't don't lose sight of who you are, yeah. uh, and really just um, just have a true north. So stay stay know who you are before you get into the business. Know yeah. who you are while you're in the business, and know who you're gonna be after you get out of the business. Because I feel like it can be. It, it can feel like it's a murky business to get into. Like, and, and I say it's a, it's a great business to be in. Don't, don't get it twisted. But I feel like, you know, some people kind of get a little bit disheartened um, uh-huh. thinking that they have to change parts of who they are to make it. And uh, I would like to say that you don't necessarily have to do that. Um, and also, it's not good to do that because the thing is, like, you've got friends and so forth who love you for who you are. And right. So you kind of do that and, and work hard. Like, you know, I think that's, you can't get no about working hard. And, if you have a good coach who's telling you what to do, just um, pin your ears back and listen. And mm-hmm. if you're willing to do that, then trust me, you will go far. Because again, I think one of the biggest things, I, I wouldn't say I'm like the the most talented wrestler out there, but I'm one that listens very well. And because I do that, um, it's taken me to, it's taken me to various different places and heights. Yeah. And, uh, I, and people ask me, well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? I'll give them the same advice. Listen, just don't, don't, don't talk more than you hear and you, you'll be fine. All right, man. And do you have any final thoughts before I get you off of here? Um, any final thoughts? Um, uh, not really. You know I mean? That, that will require you to think at least a little bit. I don't feel like that. <laughs> but no, I was thinking in terms of final thoughts, like, you know, um, guys, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're an anime fan, all that stuff, keep up with it. Because trust me, like there is some great content out there and it is definitely the time of us being like the weird nerds is over and we are actually the cool guys. So if you're that person, then just rest assured that you are you're a good crowd. All right. All right, man. Well, it's been great talking to you. And uh I can't wait to get you back on the show because this was a lot of fun. Hey, shoot. I can't wait for you to have me back. Obviously, like, you know, like you need to tell me to show up at some point and then. <laughs> no, man, this, this is good content. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, what's it? But yeah, no, shoot. I said again, you let me know anytime and I'm, I'm definitely stoked to be back on. All right, man. Well, you have a great night and I will talk to you next time. Hey, you too. All right. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Hey listeners, I'm glad you're enjoying what you're listening to. I'm Billy from Zero to Hero Podcast. I'll always be joined by Jim, and me and him are the Folk and Skull Podcasting. Definitely, if you love what you're listening to, then come swing on by Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you find your podcast, we'll be there too. This is Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, and one of the Three Range Bros Studios. Along with Ty Tiger with Tiger Tales on YouTube, Cosby Dude 637 with Storytime and Universe 19, and my podcast, Nerds Through Comics. Also, check out the Zero to Hero Network with Zero to Hero, 
hosted by Billy and Jim, the Balkan Scholar Podcast, Ben, the Baker Ranger, with Baker Ranger Movie Talks, plus the partners of Zio to Hero. You can check them all out on TikTok and Instagram. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Jace Osei. He was amazing to have on the show. I really enjoyed that. He is, and I think I told him this even, that was probably one of my favorite conversations that I've had here on the show, and uh, I can't wait to have him back on here in the future and, you know, probably get to see him wrestle at some of the shows that we have around this area because he has been known to show up at Ozark Mountain and at Diamond State Wrestling, so uh, hopefully I'll get to see him again here really soon. So next week's episode is actually going to be a big treat. It is um, a man who was on 25 episodes of The Walking Dead. He is the voice actor for Beerus in uh, Dragon Ball Super. He was amazing to have on the show. He was a great conversation as well. And I think you guys are going to enjoy hearing what he has to say next week. I'm very excited to talk with him. And that is Jason Douglas. Um, Look up his IMDb even uh, because I was going through and I said this in our conversation you'll hear next week. Um, I didn't realize how many things he had been in. He was in No Country for Old Men. He was in uh, Into the West. He was uh, in uh, Secondhand Lions. He was in all kinds of stuff. I mean, uh, the guy's been in just about everything. He was in my favorite anime, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So, yeah, this one's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So make sure that you tune in next week to hear that one as well. And as you're waiting, make sure that you go out there and follow my podcast networks that I'm a part of, the OIW Podcast Network, the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network, and the Avenue Podcast Network. While you're waiting on new episodes of I Get Adapt to Drop, make sure that you go out there and follow them, show them some love as well. So, you have seen my newest thing that I have out for merch. Um, I can also do that in a shirt, a t-shirt, a long sleeve t-shirt, a hoodie, any of those things. Just uh, hit me up, let me know what size you want, and we will get that sent out to you. They are $35 shipped. Um, For local pickup, it's $30. So uh, if you want one of those hoodies, uh, hit me up, let me know. If you follow me online, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. I was able to post it out there. It's... uh, I'm pretty proud of it. It's a really cool thing, and uh, I should have another um, T-shirt coming out here very quickly. So make sure and stay tuned for that as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's kind of a collaboration between me and another guy. And uh, so, yeah, make sure that you go out there and get you some merch, Um, whether you get it from me or if you go to my wife's page, Cups and Teas by Stacia, uh, which I'll have a link to hers in my show notes. You can find my stuff there or with her. Um, just make sure that you, uh, get you some merch that way you can show people, Hey, I like this show and you should listen to it too. Okay. So you know that I said at the beginning of the episode that I am going to have a piece of news to be bringing you guys when it comes to original geek and, uh, Nick Helms. Well, he has given me the pleasure of, uh, bringing you a big piece of news that is coming out of the original geek people, uh, original geek comics. When it comes to the 8th day issue 1 comic, I know that you guys are waiting for it to come out at the beginning of February, and I do have a bit of news there. It won't be coming out till the end of February now. However, the reason for that is, is because this is going to be a double issue. 
So you're going to get twice as much of this awesome content if you can wait just a little bit longer. And I promise that it's going to be worth it. I am so excited about this. I can't wait to read this first issue of The Eighth Day. I've talked to Nick about it. I've had him talk to me about it on the show. We're actually doing a live podcast um, at the beginning of the month in February at the Neosho ArtCon where uh, I'm going to be talking with them about what's going on, their process, their writing process, and we're going to get into uh, the 8th Day comic, you know, and kind of maybe what to expect with that and everything. So we've got some really cool, awesome things happening when it comes to um, Original Geek and with If You Give It At A Podcast. We're able to do this collaborative project, and I'm very excited about it, and I'm super excited about getting a double issue of the 8th Day comic. So, uh Yeah, that's the news that they gave me, and I just want to say thank you to them for allowing me to be the one to break the news to you guys. Also, if you like the way my ending theme song sounds, make sure that you go out there and you follow D-Cure. He is the one who makes it for me. Awesome guy, makes awesome music. I will have a link to his stuff in my show notes, as well as a link to Original Geek in my show notes for all of their great stuff that they have coming out. Also, make sure that you go out there and follow Diamond State Wrestling. They are a local promotion that you've heard me talk about that me and Jace actually met at. And um, they are a storyline-based wrestling company. So uh, start at the beginning. That way you can keep up with all of the different um, stories that are going on. They have all of their stuff on YouTube. There's also the Rare Cut, which uh, I was originally a part of. I helped them start that show. Uh, Go out there and follow that as well. They will keep you up to date with everything that is going on in Diamond State Wrestling. So you hear me talking about all this social media. Well, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do it just about anywhere. Just make sure that you go to the search bar on whatever one you're on and type in if you give a data podcast and I should pop up. Um, Also, if you want to send me an email, send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. If you have requests or questions, send them my way. I would love to answer your questions or try to bring on a guest that you are requesting to have on the show. So as you're listening to this, make sure that you go out there and you rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think of it. The more people that do that, the better, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody new. Uh, Also, like, share, and subscribe to this. Hit the notification bell. That way you are notified when a new episode of iGadap drops. I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to the show. I'm very thankful for all of my listeners and all the people that come back every week to hear what kind of content I have going on. It gets a little nerdy sometimes. It gets a little bit heavy in wrestling sometimes. But you know what? You guys come back every week and listen, and I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. And, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you guys. But we are at the end of another episode, and it is time for Billy's favorite part of the episode, and that is Dad Joke of the Week. Why did the drum go to bed? Because it was beat. (laughs) So what do you think about that dad joke, Billy? They're pretty bad. I don't know where he gets these dad jokes from, but the government needs to disable that with science. Because sometimes they're just, they make my head hurt. Did, did you stroke out? Let me press my life alert button. All right. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Give a
fight. is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Give a dad a podcast.